discovered that they had the salt. Of course, as you know, salt is necessary, is almost as necessary as water uh, for your body. Your body requires salt. And uh, they were very much aware of that. Most of them had gotten the salt out of the sea. Uh, but it would make you sick if you drank too much of it, you know, it got you sick. So they figured out how to process it. And in order to get the salt, the other tribes who had access to gold and who had learned how to process gold and turn it into golden objects would trade the golden objects for the salt. But because this particular tribe had no use for the golden objects, it, does, it had no value to them, they would uh, take them to Lake Titicaca, uh, which was the, and uh, they would uh, dump the gold objects in the lake as forms wow. of prayer uh, to their gods. So in this case, the salt was more valuable to them than all that gold. And uh, the reason it, it came to fruition is because uh, archaeologists were trying to explain why all these gold objects, which survive, of course, the water, they don't rust, uh, why these gold objects were down in the bottom of Lake Titicaca. They did. They, wow. And it turned out it was the salt tribe that had done it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Not surprised. And, you know, that's interesting. There's similar lore here in the Southwest, yeah. too. Yeah. So very fascinating. So what do you think of Himalayan salt lamps? <laughs> you know, so they say that they're supposed to have all these therapeutic effects and that they're really great and calming. I think that they're beautiful and that if you find them to be peaceful in your home, wonderful. I am not, um, I guess I, I became really weary of hopping on bandwagons of like saying things are great when they don't really, we don't really know if they mm -hmm. don't have a lot of proof. <laughs> um, so I think they're beautiful and I think that sure they probably do have some therapeutic, um, <laughs> effects just because they are calming. Um, you know, the salt room that I visited, there was so much of it and it was also pumped in the air in a really fine particle. Mm. And that is really supposed to, you know, they have more research and proof of that. It's supposed to really help heal the lungs and it does a variety of other things. I don't know that a little lamp sitting next to your bed would do <laughs> all that. All that, but, yeah. No other questions from the uh, room. You're free okay. to go ahead. Um, so do you use salt in any, like, ceremonies for, uh, you know, for, yeah. I don't know, good luck or warding off evil or anything like that? Or attracting <laughs> money. Attracting money. Yeah. How does that work? Definitely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, I always create protective spaces around my house and my car with salt. And, you know, since my family is the most important thing to me, of course, I want to keep, you know, just kind of the energy around our home nice and protected. Um, but also, you know, whenever I go into kind of a sacred space, when I want to connect with my intuition, and maybe I'm wanting to connect with a little bit more higher spirit, I do like to really create a safe space and a sacred space. It's just about intention, really. And so I will use salt in a variety of ways, whether it's on my altar in the middle as an offering or whether it's a circle around me um, as just a protective, intentional kind of space. Um, I like to use it in that form, too. Um, and, and it's there's one of my favorite crystals, um, salt crystals, is this cypress flake. And it's gorgeous because the way that it's formed, it looks like a pyramid. And it's just this beautiful, delicate thing. And so when I am creating an altar and just building something beautiful so I can kind of be building this relationship with spirit and um, 
source energy and just the beauty and sacredness of all life. And the way I honor that is just putting like some of these beautiful little salt crystals on my altar because they are so pretty and just kind of noticing how, how pretty they are. Um, I know people like to put them in different corners or on window seals to protect the space as well. You can always blend it with different um, herbs like lavender, things like that. I like to put essential oils in my bath. And um, sometimes I even put Himalayan salt in my bath too. So That was actually one of the questions we got from the viewers. What do you recommend in terms of soaking or bath salts? Yeah, you know, I mean, Epsom salt is just so wonderful because it really does. It relieves um, sore muscles. A lot of us are magnesium deficient, and so we can kind of absorb that. Um, it's relaxing. Uh, one of the ways I actually found out about this whole salt thing um, was because I had had high blood pressure during uh, my first pregnancy. And in my second pregnancy, my midwives were like, take up some salt baths every day for 30 minutes. And I would put on the blood pressure cuff before I would take one of these baths. And then I would put it on after. And incredibly, I mean, it would drop drastically just from soaking in the Epsom salt. And so, you know, it can improve circulation. It can be great for your skin. But I like adding sprinkling in Himalayan salt. Um, I have a black salt that has... Um, uh, like volcanic type of ash in it that makes it black. That can be great in the bath for an additional mineral bath if you want something that's really detoxifying. Um, so it just depends. It, there's actually another Hawaiian salt that is this beautiful red, and it gets the red tone from clay. And so that's also very detoxifying as well. And so you can just kind of play with the different salts. And I have just kind of a variety that I like to play with in the kitchen and just kind of for all uses and then in the bathroom. So, yeah, you can soak with Himalayan salt, but Epsom salt, I usually keep a ton of them in the bathroom. And my husband, who he works really hard, he um uh, builds movie sets. And so he's really like active all day long. So those are really important for him. And then with the three kids who are school aged, they're always coming home with icky stuff. And so Epsom salt too is really one of the ways that I prevent them from getting something real icky. Just throw them in there when I notice something coming on and have them soak in there for a while and really seems to kind of knock it out before it, it gets them if I get it just mm. in time. Good to know. Yeah. 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 Anything else from the chat room today? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Well, let's say uh, hello to our friends uh, that showed up in Facebook. We had Aaron Mastriani, Mindy Udell, and Bob Anderson showed up. And in the um, YouTube chat room, we've got Violet Mercury, Captain Marvel, Holly, Glenna Friedman, and a couple of other quiet ones. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. We really appreciate you spending time with us today to tell us all about your work. And um, again, Rachel's information is in the description box below the video. Please do check that out. Go to her website and see what she has to offer there. And um, any last words? Just thank you. It was an honor. I really appreciate all of you that watched and spent time with us this afternoon and have a beautiful weekend. Okay.
Well, we're going to show a quick little outro, so stay on the line with us, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much for watching today, and for the softer side, I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelley Carney. Thank you for listening to the Softer Side Podcast with Life Coaches Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice. Schedule coaching or interviews with us by email at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and get your free Life by Design tips, downloads, and mini-courses by visiting our member vault at esofterside.com.